Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 365 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always what up what up it's me it's me it's lukey c aka the crock pot and what are we talking about today we got a lot we got a lot today we have week 14 in the nfl recap a look ahead to week 15 our 20 2021 season nba season preview and a little college football playoff prediction it's probably going to be our last show of the year. Next week, I will be in Ohio, and then the following week, you know, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know. You know, that week between Christmas and New Year's is always a little bit weird. So, I think the next time you guys see us, it's going to be that Tuesday in January, January fifth. So, we will do some action-packed information today and then you guys can have a couple week break from us and enjoy some time with your families before we get into nfl week 14 the nfl and college football are in full swing in fact it's almost playoff time in both right you may not have been at the games this year but you have definitely been in on the action at bet online last week two and a week for us we are now 16 16 and 2. We're back to even or slightly above even if you want to factor in the pushes. Who you like this week? Coming back for our money. Um, this week, uh, I'm going with the Saturday game. I got, uh, I'm taking Carolina plus nine at the Green Bay Packers. So that's uh, Carolina Panthers plus nine at Green Bay. I like that one. I looked at it a couple times. I went back and forth on a few of these. I Some, a lot of good lines this week. Yeah, there's a lot of even lines. You know what I mean? Very fair. I don't know which side I want to go on. So my big pick of the week, I'm taking the over 44 and a half in Seattle at Washington. Washington has a sneaky good defense, but Looking at the games they've played this season, the good teams they've played, they've given up 27 or more points. So I think there's a real opportunity for that game to go over fairly big because Seattle, we all know they can't play defense. Bonus pick of the week. That might be Dwayne Haskins starting, though. I have faith that he can help Seattle score some points. <laughs> Bonus 
pick of the week. I talked about it last week, and the game never happened. Anytime you have an over-under in a Big 12 game that is 60 or below, you have to take the over. I'm going over 58 at Oklahoma at Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game. And then bonus pick number two, I'm taking them UC Bearcats. Them 8-0 UC Bearcats minus 14 at home against Tulsa in the American Athletic Conference championship game. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino. It never closes. Get on that online casino. Make some extra scratch before Santa comes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get into week 14. Who's your best win of the week? It's coming from uh, the best game of the year. One of the best games, John Harbaugh called it, in NFL history. Uh, it's the Baltimore Ravens. It's painful to say that they were able to pull out that game, but um, it was my they were my must win of the week last week. And, um, you know, they came out and, and did enough to win that game and a very exciting game against a Swiss cheese Browns defense. Just some notes from the game. Lamar returns late in the game after leaving early, late third, early fourth. Uh, he had some quote unquote cramping issues. Uh, throws that at uh, the fourth down touch, touchdown pass on his first play back to Marquise Brown and then uh, leads the field goal drive for the win. They had to win that game and they have to win the next three. It's a soft schedule for them. Looking ahead, they go uh, versus the Jags, versus the Giants, and then they get the Bengals. And Lamar looked like like the, the 2019 version that won the MVP. Uh, three total touchdowns, 24 total EPA, 99.5 QBR, and he had his personal highest PFF grade since week six earlier this year. You want to add something? No. I'm okay. going my best win um, of the week. Okay, I got nothing to add on that game. And uh, just, you know, just on Lamar in two weeks since coming back from COVID, he ranks fifth in EPA and CPOE. Um, and he just he just looks like that guy, more like that guy. Uh, and, and I know it's a small sample size in two games. Uh, then then uh, he looks like that guy from 2019 more than more so than he did in the first 10 weeks of this season. But uh, that's the best win is, is uh, the Ravens to keep their season alive. That was a good win for the Ravens. My best win of the week, I'm going with the Colts winning 44-27 at Las Vegas. Phillip Rivers had a good game, right? He didn't turn the ball over. He went 244 in two tutties. Jonathan Taylor finally broke out a little bit, right? He's starting to look like the player that I I thought he was going to be coming out of Wisconsin. He had 150 yards. He had two rushing touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton added a couple TDs, right? That defense has been looking a little weak the last couple weeks. Obviously we see how important DeForest Buckner is to that defense because he was back. They held Josh Jacobs to 49 yards, Derek Carr through two interceptions. The defense has been good most of the time this year. And now the offense is, they're really starting to hit their stride as well. So I think that's important because this is a team, not only are they fighting for a playoff berth, right? But they're fighting for the division and a home playoff game. So I think it's a really good win for them. And it kind of pretty much not knocks the Raiders out of contention. So I think it's important. I think that was a really good win this week for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they're looking good heading uh, at the right time, heading into the playoffs. Yep. Who's your worst loss? 
I think there might as there was a couple candidates here. You know, you could have gone with the Steelers. You know, with the two pack of losses combined with uh, last week, it had happened after or as we were recording, losing to the Bills this week and the the Washington Football Team last week. But I'm going with the uh, the New Orleans Saints. They're favored by seven and a half. It's Jalen Hurts' first career start, and and he was okay. And the funny thing is, is that people were kind of raving about him, and mm-hmm. it just like illustrates just just how bad Carson Wentz has been, but he was really just okay. He was actually outplayed by, uh, by Taysom Hill looked like might've been what his, what was his best game, but you know, they lose the one seed now after that with the Packers win over Detroit, they might struggle to get it back. The remaining schedule here for the Packers is first Panthers first Titans and at bears. The saints uh, play this week in a big one versus the chiefs. And then they get the Vikings and at the Panthers, according to five com, If both of them win out, the buy goes to green Bay and they'll, they'll have the one seed locked up. So, you know, they're, they're going to need help now to get that, uh, to get that one seed after losing to a three win Eagles team. So that's my worst loss of the week. You know, obviously no drew Brees, but no excuses in this league. They activated him officially from the IR today. So I have a feeling you're going to see him uh, at four 30 on Sunday. The interesting thing about that game not only has the sports media turned on Carson Wentz, but his teammates have too, right? Miles Sanders came out and talked about leadership and those kind of things. You know, look, I'm I'm not going to pile on the guy. To be honest with you, at this point, I'm actually starting to feel a little bit bad for him. I mean, you know, he's clearly going to need a fresh start somewhere. And, and he'll get it, right? There's going to be plenty of teams out there that are going to think that they're going to be able to fix them. And let's be honest. Maybe the Colts are one of them. Phillip Rivers is a little long in the tooth. I don't know how much time he has left. We've talked about the Frank Reich situation with him and Carson Wentz. You know, maybe he revitalizes his career in Indianapolis. We'll see. Uh, my worst loss of the week, I'm going with the Patriots, man. The Patriots losing 24-3 to to the Rams on Thursday night. And it really has more kind of to do with the way they lost, you know, 24 to three Cam Newton had another abysmal game, 119 yards. He threw a pick six that defense allowed Cam Akers, who hasn't really done anything all year to bust out for 171 yards, 29 carries. I think we both expected more out of the Patriots this year. And at times it kind of looked like they had turned the corner, right? They'd been a little bit up and down, but it looked at a couple different occasions that they had turned the corner. This team, they need quite a bit of help offensively, primarily with the quarterback. I'm sorry, the Cam Newton thing, I don't know. You know, They, they need a quarterback. They're either going to have to go out and get one in free agency or they're going to have to draft one. And they absolutely, they absolutely need help on the perimeter. I mean, they have no receiving core. Even with Edelman back, I mean, you know, Edelman's a slot receiver. They need some guys out on the edge. Uh, with the Dolphins and Bills left on the schedule, I think you're looking at 7-9 and nine with that team. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to fix their problems in one offseason, to be honest with you. So, Yeah, it was uh, Peter King, I think, mentioned it in his, his Monday article that uh, he had suggested that Stafford could be a fit there for the, this offseason. So. I like that. You know, you and me are both really, really high on Matt Stafford. He's obviously in a, not in a great situation. Another situation where he's going going to go through a coaching change and a GM change. And I, I think it would be great for him to get to a more stable organization. Uh, that would be interesting. That I like that. So let's let's look ahead to week 15. What's the game you're looking forward to the most this week? 
possible Super Bowl preview here. Sure um, is. I'm going with the Chiefs at the Saints. Like I said, possible Super Bowl matchup there. I, although I did mention that, uh, you know, I think the last time we updated the, our playoff predictions, I had the Saints hanging on to that one seed, and they might you not did. get that back. But you did. Their road, matter of fact, their road might have got a little bit tougher. But uh, I think you had like, the Steelers hanging on to that one seed too, actually. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, their schedule was was brutal, and they just start that good. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Saints should be getting Drew Brees back. As you mentioned, I saw the quote from Sean Payton this evening that said, uh, you know, they're not going to rush him. He's 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 been cleared off the list, but he is not cleared to practice yet. So they're going to want to see him to play without uh, – or they want to see him practice without any kind of limitations and have full range of motion. So that will be something interesting to keep an eye on. And, you know, like you said, they're playing Sunday at 4.30. They don't get that extra time or it's on a Monday night game, so they don't get yeah. that extra – any extra time there. But – um, and the chiefs, I mean, they, they got this, I mentioned it before, but this warriors like thing where they just, do they need like an opponent of this caliber to be engaged from start to finish, or does it even matter if they're engaged from start to finish? Are they just that much better? Which I think is probably the more likely outcome that they just, they're just too good and they can just flip a switch at any time. I mean, Mahomes had maybe, uh, his worst game of the year last uh, last week against the Dolphins. He throws two picks in the first quarter, but he ends up with nearly 400 yards. He adds another pick and uh, throws for two touchdowns and still finishes the 66.6 QBR. I mean, down 10 nothing, and then uh, they score at the end of the first half with the, with the uh, Travis Kelsey six yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. They get the ball to start the third quarter. A minute and 10 seconds in, it's 21-10. You know. A minute after that, Miko Hartman, 67-yard punt return. And then, uh, you know, later in the game, there's a sack in the end zone for a safety. It's 30-10 to 10 by the time you're going to the fourth quarter. And they're down 10 nothing early in the second quarter. And Miami's win probability was rarely ever – it was never it was never at 60% in that entire time. I mean, the, you know, and, and the, the score looks a lot closer than it was because of how the game ended. Miami put together kind of a fake drive and kicked a field goal with 21 seconds left so they could try the onside kick, which is the right play if you're trying to win the game, but the game really wasn't that close. And, and that's a, you know, that's a potential playoff team. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe knock them out or, you know, they're going to have to win out to try and get in too. But, you know, so I'm interested to see how this game plays out just because I want to see if, if an opponent like this is, you know, get, it gets the chiefs going a little bit. Yeah. Xavier Howard. That's not a guy you throw at, huh? He's got a pick. He had two picks against Mahomes. He's got a pick like six games in a row or something. He leads the NFL in interceptions. He's been impressive this year. There's no question. He didn't sign that big contract for nothing. Well, no, he didn't. And he's earning his money. There's a few this week I like. The Browns at the Giants, I think that's an important game. That's a game clearly we're looking forward to. I mean, the Browns are at this point, you know, let's get the five seed, right? Uh, the Giants are making a run at the playoffs. I mean, the Browns last week was a playoff game type game. This week's going to be a playoff type game for them. It's going to be interesting to see how how they respond, bounce back. I think they're going to be okay, but we'll we'll see. Uh, the Texans at the Colts because of what I talked about earlier. The Colts still have the division within grasp, so that's a game I have my eyes on. Chiefs Saints, Seahawks at Washington. It's sneaky because. The Washington football team now has a chance to secure the division if the Browns can take care of business. Right now, all of a sudden, two weeks ago, I think 
you know, we were kind of talking about how this was the Giants division to lose. A few things happen. They they lay an egg against Arizona last week. Now, all of a sudden, Washington's in the driver's seat. So that division is just crazy. I think right now that's a game I'm looking at because Washington, I know a lot of Washington fans. So I like to see that team win because I like my friends to be happy. But I'm going with the Patriots at the Dolphins. I think it's a big game for Miami as they march towards and try to begin to mentally prepare for playoff-type games. Uh, anytime you have an opportunity that to knock a division opponent and rival out of the playoff chase because technically the Patriots are still in the playoff chase, you need to find a way to get it done. You know, clearly the Browns couldn't do that last week. When you have a chance to knock a rival uh, and, and and a team that historically dominates you out of the playoffs, you need to do that. Uh, it, it sends a message to the fan base. It sends a message to the rest of the league that the culture of your organization is changing. You aren't the same old team. I think this is a big game for the Dolphins. Let's, let's see if they can get it done. I think they're going to be able to, but I'm, I'm excited about that game. Yeah, looks it looks like a good game, and you know, like you said, pretty good slate. And uh, we're gonna get football all weekend with those uh, two Saturday games. Lots of good, lots of good college football games on Saturday too. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Before we get into college, let's talk about the NBA, right? You ready to transition? You want to talk some hoops? Let's do it. Well, let's start with the off season, and I say off season in air quotes, right? Because the damn season just ended like six weeks ago or whatever in mid October. So you know, it feels like they just left, and they did. I mean, they just left the bubble. I'm not going to knock James Harden right now. Actually, I am because you know what? I'm not the skinniest guy in the world, as we all know, right? But yo, James Harden looked like Rick Ross last night, homie. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Woo. I'm sorry, James. Listen, I know the I know I know the pain, buddy, but damn, you gotta you gotta fix that. That dude is clearly not wanting to play basketball. Anyways, so let's start with the offseason. Who's the team that you think had the best offseason? I think it's pretty clear. It was uh to me it was the Lakers. <laughs> coming off coming off a title, they had uh the guys that finished one and two in the sixth man of the year and uh Trez and, and Dennis Schroeder. Um, they had Marcus Gasol, who, let's be honest, looked not great uh, at the end last year, but he's not going to have to do nearly as much no, for this team not. as he did with uh, with Toronto last year. And then they had Wes Matthews, athletic wing. They tried several different guys to try and fill that role last year with Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, and this is just clearly an upgrade on those guys who, who didn't really end up getting to play. And Schroeder, I think, is an upgrade on Rondo. I know Rondo was their third most important player in the bubble there. But I think he's he's you know he's a better shooter, the younger. I think they're in really good shape, and and they were already the favorites, and I think that they're better now. So anytime that a defending champ does that, anytime a defending champ gets better, they clearly have the best offseason to me. Rondo went to Atlanta, right? Yes, yeah, Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta's kind of going for it. But but yeah, I, um, you know they had a Gallinari and uh, and some other guys too. But but that was my they added uh, your boy in the draft. The kid from USC. Yeah. Uh, Oneka, yeah. But, yeah, for me, for me, it was the Lakers. I think a case could be made for the Suns, right? They added CP3. They added Jay Crowder. They added Langston Galloway. I think a case could be made for the Blazers. Robert Covington, Harry Giles, Ennis Cantor, Derek Jones Jr. So that team improved significantly. The Pelicans, 
right? The Pelicans added Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. The team I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the 76ers had the best offseason. I was never a fan of Brett Brown. And I would argue that he's really been one of the key reasons why they haven't been able to kind of take that next step and advance further. To add a guy like Doc Rivers with championship experience, I think is huge for them. The Clippers situation for him, I think that's a little bit slanted. We're starting to find out some things now that Kawhi maybe isn't sort of this humble, nice guy. I think behind the scenes, he's really sort of trying to play puppet master with that organization whereas that's sort of that was doc's role with the clippers for so many years and i just think it got ugly at the end because doc wasn't happy with how much power and those types of things that the organization was giving to Kawhi. so you know i think if you would have asked me right after the exit what I thought of Doc Rivers, it would be entirely different from my opinion now. So they added Doc Rivers. They obviously brought in a new front office, Daryl Morey, new philosophy, new way of doing things. On top of that, they added Danny Green. They added Seth Curry. They added Terrence Ferguson. They added Dwight Howard in free agency. A lot of athleticism, defense, three points, three-pointers. They added Tyrese Maxey in the draft from Kentucky, and they added all these guys to, obviously, the really strong core of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris. I think this is going to be a really, really fun team to watch. They're going to play fast. They're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they're going to be really good at defense. And the East is absolutely packed with contenders, and I think that uh, they've put themselves right in the mix. Yeah, no argument there. Um, they definitely upgraded the coach. Uh, neither one of us was ever really a fan of Brett Brown. Talked about it pretty frequently. Yeah, we do. Can Doc get um get those two guys and Bede and Simmons to play together and for it to be a little bit more cohesive? You know, that's that's been the big thing. And and you know, the additions are nice. Uh, they got some shooting. Well, theoretically, Danny Green can shoot, but you know, Seth Curry and and certainly him. And then uh, you know, they add Dwight. We'll see how that goes, but um. Yeah, I, I like their offseason, especially when you factor in the fact that they upgraded so much from uh, Brett Brown to, to Doc Rivers. So yeah. I think it's a good call. So what's the team that you think is going to improve the most from a record perspective? If it's not your favorite team, it's probably your second favorite team. It's it's the Brooklyn Nets. They went 35-37 and 37 last year, playing in se- exactly 72 games, which is what the schedule calls for this year. Um, that's a 486 winning percentage. Look, they, they're getting... They're getting KD in there. You know, he is coming off an Achilles, but that was a long time ago at this point. You know, it's been at least, I think it's 18 months now since since he's played. So it's not like a normal, if he were to have torn his Achilles and then come back and play, you know, or miss an entire year. He's got a lot of time off yeah. in between. So, and I, I think he's ready to go. They'll get, uh, you know, if Kyrie can stay healthy, they'll be okay. They added Jeff Green. Just getting KD back is going to put them close to in, in a seventy-two game season. They might take some time with with you know Steve Nash coaching new to the, new to coaching. I think he's put together a pretty strong staff with D'Antoni. I think that they're going to win close to fifty. The uh, bet online over under is forty-four point five. I'm going to hit the over on that. Um, I think they're going to win close. What to is it? It's forty-four point five. <laughs> and I think I think they're going to win. You know. 46 47 if they, if they get close to 50 they win 49 i mean that's that's an improvement of 200 percentage points and win percentage so i'm going with the brooklyn nets to improve the most i think they'll finish top three in the east pretty pretty easy so it's 44.5 
I have the Nets improving 10 wins. I actually wrote that. So that's I they're over by a half game. I I think the Nets are going to come out of the gate slow. New coach, first time head coach, you know, they got to mesh a little bit. I think the first 20 games is going to be a feeling out process for them. I think they'll be okay. But I think the first 20 games is going to be one of those things where they may come out of the first 20 games and they're eight and 12, seven and 13. You know, I, it's just, it's a new team for them. And man, Kyrie, boy, that dude, he just started off the season on the wrong foot with that team, man. And and even Kevin Durant, just, I, you know, they had that, that, that one-on-one and even Kevin Durant, I think is like, dude, why don't you just chill the fuck out, boy? Like that was kind of the, I just felt that vibe from him. So the Nets are a team that I think is going to improve. I, I, 40, 45 games, I think, is, is a good number for them. The Blazers won 35 also last year. I think they win about eight more. I think, in my mind, it comes down to the Pelicans, who won 30 last year, or the Warriors, who won 15 games last year. I think the Pelicans, I think they win 12, 13 more games. I think they get to 42, 43. I'm going with the Warriors. I think the Warriors are going to improve by 20 wins. So, I think they get to 35 wins. That team, I was watching them a little bit last night against Sacramento. Steph has got his groove back a little bit. I like the Wiggins. Wiggins is starting to fit in there. I just I like what I saw. But in that Sacramento game, old boy from Virginia, Kyle Guy, just gunning for Sacramento. That's a guy to take a look at. But I'm going to go with the Warriors being the most improved team this year. Any Any Warriors hate for you? Yeah, plenty of it, but I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah, why? They're they're a 35 win team. Nothing to talk about here. So, who's the team that you think is going to regress the most? They're a team that's going to miss the play in. Regress the most. I have. Uh, I, this is now. This is a team that I had last year for regress the most. We got the same team. Boy, was I wrong. We were wrong. Yeah, I, I got the uh, I got the Oklahoma City Thunder won 44 games last year. That's a six uh, six eleven win percentage, and. <laughs> they uh they lost everybody but a billion of those late first round picks that they got that don't mean anything uh and they still have sga they traded cp3 sixth man of the year i was already mentioned runner up uh dennis schroeder bet online has them at 22.5 for the over under i got them at 20 i got them i got them winning 22 games so i'm right and there that's the second lowest total to only to cleveland um so i, I think that they'll probably hit the under fairly easy i mean there's a case to be made that that they don't that they don't really care about tanking because they 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 had just have so many of these picks. But um, you know they lose Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, as I just mentioned, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams, um, uh, Tanila Gallinari, Gallinari left from uh, for for Atlanta. Nerlens Noel's gone. Um, Andre Roberson. So you know they lost they lost a lot of uh, a lot of guys. They and, added a lot of guys though too. I mean yeah, they they added a like, bunch of a bunch of guys. I think they're just trying to get, you know, there's there's an asset accrual mode. You know, like, like they had a Trevor Ariza, fine. Uh, Al Horford, who had his worst season as a pro, and he's 34 years old. Yeah. George Hill's getting up there a little long in the tooth. I mean, he's he's a decent leader, but he's no CP3. So that's that's my team to regress the most. I don't have a number on him, but I I mean, as I said, I think they'll hit the under on 22 and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I you know they won. They won 44 games last year, which is an absolute shock. I think it's a testament to Chris Paul, what he meant to the organization, Steven Adams, you know, the rest of those guys, you know, they played well. Uh, they're definitely going to have the worst record. I, I got them 
well, maybe not the worst record, but they're going to regress the most. I think this is an interesting question. So who who do you think is going to have the worst record? I think it's Oklahoma City, the Cavs, the Knicks. Who do you think is going to be the worst team? Hmm. Hmm. It's got to hmm. be the it's got to be the Cavs and the Knicks, right? What about Detroit? Detroit's going to be really bad. Uh, that's that's another good one. I think it's probably one of those teams that we mentioned. Maybe like, like Sacramento. I mean, who's who's still there? <laughs> They they got tough, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Oh, and they drafted they drafted another guard that I like too, and they and they still got Bagley, and maybe yeah. they can make a step. I, I probably probably Cleveland, Detroit, or or New York, I'd say. So Cleveland's going to have the worst defense again for the third season in a row in the league. Detroit's probably going to have the worst offense. I was reading an article on that today. The Knicks are going to be the worst three point shooting team in the NBA, and Oklahoma City's just a just a completely remade roster. So I, I think it comes down to those four. I don't know. I don't think it really matters anymore with the way the lottery works at this point. But, uh, you know, those four teams are going to be really, really bad. Yeah. But oh, but Okoro looks good so far. He does look good. I'm, I'm uh, very encouraged by what I've seen. There. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that was that was a pick that I was not, not entirely sure about. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't down on it, but uh, – so far in the preseason, he's looked really good on both ends. A couple preseason games versus uh, versus Indiana, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But, hey, it's better to look good than, than not. That's right. So, MVP, who do you think is going to win the MVP of the league this year? Okay, can I go through with the guys that I think are not going to win? Is, I got a few of them. Like, are we going to talk about, like, Derrick Rose and stuff? or <laughs> No. <laughs> just the these contenders. Are, these are guys that are contenders that I just don't think are going to have a chance to win. Nobody's voting for Giannis, I, I don't think. I think that that's – you get voter fatigue anyway. I just don't seem good at three in a row. And that early playoff exit really hurts, although he is a media favorite, just re-signed that huge contract. So shout-out to him for signing the Supermax to stay in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Curry's team, they're just not going to win enough, so he's no. out. Um, LeBron likely, I don't think he's going to play enough games no. or play enough minutes as it is because, his, like I said, his team is better now. He's just not going to have to. KD, you mentioned it. That team is anti-media. They'll just get annoyed with the media. KD's going to annoy the media, and uh, the whole team will just rub voters the wrong way, and he's just going to lose votes just because. Yeah, and he's on the East Coast now too, right? So right. That, that's a whole other media experience. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned it, Rod, uh, Harden looking like uh, like Thick Ross out there. <laughs> um, thick Ross. He's, he's, I mean, who the fuck knows? I just don't. I don't thicky, see it. Thicky Rose. I think, yeah, he, he had his shots there. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, I just don't think it's going to happen for him this year. <laughs> Definitely not this year. Uh, okay. So guys that I think could possibly win it. Um, AD is a guy that I think uh, is, has some decent value. You know, who, who knows though, with, like I said, they might not, might just be able to rest a little bit. Kawhi is definitely a guy that, that could win it. Will he play enough? Who knows? But my pick is, uh, is Luka Doncic. He's probably, he's a slight favorite right now. You know, I, I just think that he's got the best shot. I think the Mavs could improve quite a bit, and he'll be missing uh, Chris Asporzingis to start the year, so he's going to get out to a really, really good start. And then when Chris Haps gets back, you know, he, he's able to just keep going. So, and I think that they're going to probably finish in that, you know, the top half of the uh, of the West. So, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Luca. You talked about one of my guys. Which one? You, Let's go. Well, you didn't talk about the other one. Come on. What about what about big game Dame? That team that team got Who? better. 
That team got better. Jurkic, man, I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, I love that you have that. That should be under my Christmas tree because you know how much I love that guy. Look, I think Luka's going to win it. You know me. I, I've been I've been talking about Luka forever. I love that dude. I think he's great. I, but I have a sneaky suspicion, and, and you kind of talked about him, but you discounted it a little bit. I have a sneaky suspicion that Anthony Davis is going to be in the mix. It just feels to me that that team is kind of setting up to do the things that LeBron talked about wanting to do with Kyrie. Kind of hand him the reins. And they, they were doing it last year in the playoffs. Right? I was going to say, especially in the bubble, they, you, you could see it. And I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't see a reason why that would change because it worked. And, and they've added more help. So I just think LeBron's going to kind of continue to pick his spots. If he still needs to come in and drop 44, 11, and 12 or whatever, he'll do it, right? He can do it. But, you know, he's not going to do it five, six, seven games in a row. He's not going to do it three times in a playoff series. He's not He's not going to have to. So my MVP pick is Luka, but I have a sneaky suspicion that. Anthony Davis is going to be right there in the mix. So I really like that. Let's talk playoffs. Let's talk. I don't even know why we're doing this because I already know where you're going. But let's let's start with the Eastern Conference Finals. What two teams do you think will represent the Eastern Conference in the finals? So uh, Eastern Eastern Conference was a little fun last year. I think uh, I think Miami's what the four seed. Ended up making it out of there. Um, yep. You know, they it's it's a little bit like you said, it's a little bit more loaded this year. I, I'm not sure if they'll get the, into that top four. I don't know if loaded's the right word, right? It's it's. I just, think that there's it's six, jumbled. There's six to eight teams that are competitive. Yes. Wh- whereas you know the bottom is still bad. I mean, the three teams we talked about getting, yep, being having the worst record are, are the Cavs, Pistons, and, and Knicks. So, you know, so they'll they'll inflate their their win totals just by getting to play those guys, but. I'm going to go with uh, the Nets playing Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm, I'm going to have the Bucks coming out of there. I think okay. I, I'm just going to keep going. I'm, just, You know me. I'm just going to keep going chalk until I can't go chalk. I don't necessarily know if that's chalk, though. It might be. You know I'm really big on the Celtics. You talked last year about being concerned about Kemba's knee. It didn't really show itself in the playoffs, but it sounds like now – after the after the playoffs and in the offseason, his knee is a serious concern. I went back and forth between a couple teams. I, I'm I'm putting the Bucks in there. I think the Bucks they they're a good team. I think they upgraded. I think they got better with Drew Holiday. That to me feels like a little bit of an upgrade over Bled. So I like what they've done. I like the energy it's going to bring to the franchise and to the fan base for Giannis signing a long term deal. As you know, you and I have been through this. All Cleveland fans have been through it. Sort of the the tension of the contract negotiations looming with LeBron both the first time and then every year the second time he was here. It just adds stress to the coaching staff. It adds stress to the team. So I think it's going to loosen that team up and really make them uh, better for it. Now the question comes down to who do you think is going to be that other team? You know, I talked about the Sixers improving a lot. I think they have a chance. The Raptors haven't gone anywhere. They may even be a little bit better as Siakam continues to improve. The Nets. 
I'm going to hold off on the Nets. I don't know if the Nets are going to get there. I, I just don't. We'll, we'll see. So I'm going with the Bucks, and I'm going with the Miami Heat. They showed me a lot in the bubble. You got you were on them early, and as I really started to watch them more, especially when they were playing Boston, that team's got so much fight. They're so gritty. They've really taken on the personality of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, I think, took the next step of his evolution. Those young guys around him are just going to continue to get better. I, I just this Miami thing isn't. It wasn't just a flash in the pan or a shooting star. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a situation where they're they're really taking the next step. With all that being said, I think this is the year the year of the Bucks, right? I think this is the time they're finally going to get over the hump. So I, as well, have the Bucks advancing to the finals. I think bringing uh, Goran Dragic back too is is real big for them. He mm-hmm. got like a one year, twenty million dollar deal, but that was I think that was big for them. He does so much for them. I love Jimmy Butler. He's one of my favorite players, but he's not a guy on offense that's going to create a ton, whereas Goran is really good at that. So I think that was huge for them. And I wouldn't be shocked to see any one of those five teams, you know, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, or Philly come out. Um, you know, like we said, it's kind of jumbled at the top there. Toronto would surprise me a little bit. Um, yeah, no, no question. I just, I, they're, they're so scrappy. You know what I mean? Sure, like no. they're going to be in the, they're going to be in the mix there. A lot of veteran savvy there. So, yeah. but, but yeah, I think any of those five teams, it wouldn't shock me, but, uh, but yeah, so we, we both got the bucks coming out. We both got the bucks coming out. The only difference is who they're playing. What about the Western conference? What you got? The most improved team, as I said, was the Los Angeles Lakers. They're going to be in there. They're going to be in there again. They're probably going to get the one seed second team. I don't know. I mean, the West is just so deep. You know, we, we we've talked about Denver. We're, we're big Denver fans on this podcast. Yeah, Jamal Murray. The problem is, is is the guy that you saw Jamal Murray be in the bubble, is that the guy he's going to be for 72 games night in and night out? I, I, I need to see it before I'm going to believe it. Sure, completely different atmosphere, but I think it's important to note that, you know, they're going to be fanless and, you know, home court's not going to mean as much, especially if it didn't in the uh, in the bubble. But um, there's so many teams, you know, there's going to be, a couple really good teams that missed the playoffs uh, from the West. The Clippers getting there wouldn't shock me. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm going to go with Dallas. They had. Uh, they they stepped up big against uh, a Clippers in the first round without KP. So maybe if they get him back, they get they got another a, a, you know a bigger body to help with them against a against a team that's pretty long and pretty good pretty good defensively, unless they're up three one. So I'm going to go with Dallas. Dallas and the Lakers, and I got the Lakers coming out. Just a little bit too early for for Luca and uh, and company, but I flirted a lot with Dallas. I flirted a lot with Portland. I, I, I'm kind of surprised you're not going Portland. The problem is, is I'm so my my vision on the Blazers is so j is just I see everything they do through rose colored glasses that I want to take a little bit more of a serious approach to this thing this time around. And I think it showed with my Eastern Conference picks. I'm going with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, and I have them playing the Clippers. So I'm going with the same matchup as last year. I think the Clippers, a year together, adversity, 
they were kind of the darlings last year, right? I think having everybody kind of shit on them for the last, you know, three months, two and a half months, I think is going to be a driver for that team. It's really going to bring them together. Doc's out, new leadership, clear direction. So I like the Lakers against the Clippers. And the team that I have advancing to the NBA Finals from the Western Conference is the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Welcome. I don't Welcome. think that... Look, they did enough to improve. They're also in a situation... You say you think they're going to get the one seed. I don't. I don't think they care about getting the one seed. I don't. I, I just... I just think they're that good. I, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's a top priority for them. I just don't think that I just think that they're that good. Yeah. So I, I got the Lakers and the Bucks. You got the Lakers and the Bucks, and I, I'm sure we have the same team winning. So I have. <clears throat> well, before we get there, um, what do you what do you think about Ty Lue? I, you know, you mentioned new leadership for the Clippers, but that is a Doc guy. Um, you know, the last time he was a head coach, they had a very strong leadership presence on the floor, obviously, in LeBron James. They still don't have that now on the floor. It, it, you got Paul George talking on podcasts about how he was uh, used incorrectly by Doc Rivers. And it's bullshit. He was said he was being used by uh, by <laughs> like a like a J.J. Redick where he was doing Ray, more. And Ray Allen. Yeah, but his his. uh the numbers said differently, right? He was he was actually being used more on ISOs and stuff like that. So, probably one of the highest rates in his career was was what I read. But uh, <clears throat> you know, no, I just, it, I'm just, it, it was the highest. Okay, so I'm just not sure that that they've done enough in that way. And I think guys like even even Montrez is now he's with the Lakers, but uh, guys like like Trez uh, and and Lou Will didn't really take the bubble seriously. You know, we saw we saw. Lou had to sit out for games going to the strip club before he got there. Them wings, uh, baby. They left a few times, both of them. So I, it's it just, I don't know. I just don't know that they have a, a I don't know if Ty Lou is the right leader for them and they still don't have that on floor leader. I would disagree only because Ty Lou has, ex I don't think that Doc Rivers has ever coached I mean, CP3 was at the height, Blake, those guys, but he's never coached a player that's been that's been catered to by an organization the way that Kawhi was. Ty Lue's experienced it firsthand, letting your homies on on the plane. You know, we the plane don't leave until I'm ready to leave. We're gonna stay an extra night in Miami because I have a house down here. Right, a lot of those things that the the new NBA do to cater to their superstars, uh, Ty Lue has experience with that, and I don't think Doc does. Right, Doc's a little old school. He comes from a time when that wasn't the case, so I think he just had a problem with that in a way that Ty Lue won't, because he has experience with that and managing it, and also managing a player, Kyrie who was unhappy with that kind of stuff happening, which I think that some of that's happened. I've heard there's, there's some a little bit of friction between uh, Paul George and Kawhi because of what Kawhi, you know, the the opportunities they lend him organizationally. Was Kyrie unhappy because that was happening or because it wasn't happening on his terms? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that question. Moving and I on. got I got news for him. It's about to start happening again. <laughs> 
moving on. Yeah, so who do you got winning? <laughs> I got the Los Angeles Lakers repeating. I got them winning in six. Um I, I do really love Giannis. I just I just don't I just think the Lakers are too good. They're the best team in the league. They got better. Um, you know, and I think you mentioned it a little bit, uh, but this is really you're really going to start to see some transition to AD. And you mentioned for season-long MVP, I think for finals MVP, for sure, he'll definitely be right there. It'll be more of a decision this time than it was last time. So, yeah, I, got the I, Lakers. Just, I think I definitely think the Lakers are going to win. I think the Bucks are going to give them, you know, six. It's six, you know, six. I, I don't think it goes any more than that. I don't think it goes any less. I think six is a good number. I, I certainly think that Giannis is going to win a championship. I do, but he's not – they ain't going to win it their first time there. It's just it's just not going to happen. I mean, at this point, LeBron's body, his mind, now he has that team sort of – it's all dialed in for the playoffs, for how to win in the playoffs, for not overreacting to a win or or, or underreacting to a lo- – whatever. You know, they, they, they never get too high. They never get too low. So – I think next year, you know, potentially, you know, you may not see the Lakers three-peat. You might, you might not. But I think this year it's going to be, I think, I think, I think it's a, a, I, I, I always hate to say foregone conclusion because of injuries and different things, you know, AD's COVID COVID injuries, all that, you know, but I think if things kind of play out the way they're supposed to, and in the playoffs, you may see them go back into the bubble. They haven't really discussed that yet, but you may see that happen, especially if you see some of the shit that's been happening. Like the NFL, they're going into the bubble for the Super Bowl. And I think you may see the NBA if you start to see, you know, three, four guys get COVID, they're out for two weeks, and then you start to see this happening across the league. I think they'll they'll put a plan into place to put guys into the bubble. We'll see how it goes. I mean, just with the vaccine getting out there now, you know, their plan is what to finish in June, just like normal. So that's a ways out from now. And we'll see. We'll see. The, the Certainly any, anything can happen. This is we're living in unprecedented times here. So the vaccine that everybody's lining up to take. <laughs> vaccines like saying, vaccines saying don't work out. if people aren't taking them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a game. Right. We had the inaugural water cooler challenge for the NFL that. For all of you that listen to us, we've continued to monitor throughout the season. We are going to do our water cooler NBA challenge for the NBA season. And Luke, why don't you tell them how how it's going to roll? Okay, so this one's going to be a little bit simpler since the NBA is just uh, you know so much you know with 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 the way that they cancel games and stuff with COVID, they play so much during the week. What we're going to do is we're each going to draft five teams snake style. And we're going to keep those teams until we get to the playoffs. Now, each week, you're going to have the opportunity to trade one of your teams in for a team that is unavailable. It's a little wrinkle, not going to track it as much. This just be a little quick segment each week where we can either choose to trade in or not trade in. And then once we get to the playoffs, we will uh, we'll unveil the scoring system then. So, but I just love drafting teams. So uh, you want to you get started here? Should we flip this coin to see who goes who goes first? Yes, I'm I'm taking heads. <laughs> okay, so are we let's figure out what heads is. Is it the star? Yes, it's the star. Okay. So you got your you're calling it apparently. Yes. It's, it's heads. It's heads. Yeah. Can I defer? Sure, go ahead. I'm going to defer. All right, I got the Lakers. 
could have saved some time and just said you didn't want the first pick, and I just would have picked. <laughs> I don't want the Lakers. I know so, you don't. So I want the Bucks. I'm going to take the Clippers. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Nets. And <laughs> I'm going to take the Mavs. You did exactly what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> so I'm going to take... The Celtics my, in the heat? <laughs> no, I'm going to take Miami. And I'm going to take the 76ers. All right. And I'll finish up with the Celtics. see here and just to spite you i'm gonna take dame time you're such an asshole (laughs) so i'm gonna take the nuggets so just to just to review we're not accumulating we don't accumulate points until the playoffs but each week if if we see a team like let's say, and one of the, one of the players stars on the team gets hurt and goes out for the season. Obviously, you're gonna want to get that player off your off your roster. So it's gonna be a a, a three month, four month long jockeying for position to get your team right for when you start accumulating points when the playoffs start in what April. Yes, sir. Okay. Now. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little college football. Just a few good minutes. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Luke did not want to talk college football today, and I knew he wouldn't want to. But this, you know, this is our last chance to talk about it before these games actually start. Championship weekends coming up this weekend. A lot of good games for college football fans. This is this is a great weekend. You got Oregon. Excuse me, Oregon at versus number 13 USC for the Pac-12 championship. You got number 14 Northwestern versus number 4 Ohio State for the Big 10 championship. You have number 10 Oklahoma versus number 6 Iowa State for the Big 12 championship. You have number 1 Alabama versus number 7 Florida for the SEC championship. You got number 23 Tulsa versus them number 9 UC Bearcats for the American Athletic Conference Championship. And then you have number three Clemson versus number two Notre Dame for the ACC Championship. And one that doesn't really necessarily come into play for anything other than I think it's just going to be a good game. You got number 19 Louisiana Lafayette versus number 13 Coastal Carolina in the Sunbelt Conference Championship. So right now, as of what last night they did the final rankings before they actually pick the teams that are going to be in the playoffs Alabama, it's and right now it's Alabama versus Ohio State Alabama's one Ohio State's four and then you have Notre Dame at two and Clemson at three I think Bama and Notre Dame are in regardless if Bama loses they won't drop any further than four if Notre Dame loses I don't think they're dropping out just because they what if they beat. get blown out? I don't. I don't. What think, if they both lose? I think they're both in win or lose. I if think they Ohio, both. If they both lose, you, yes. you think you think Alabama just drops to three? Yeah, three. I think Ohio State stays at four, unless Notre Dame beats Clemson. 
right? If Notre Dame beats Clemson for a second time, now all of a sudden Clemson's out. I think Ohio State moves up into the into the three spot. And then you have an Iowa State, Texas A&M conversation. A&M lost to Bama by 28. Iowa State lost to Louisiana Lafayette, right? So you have a conversation between those two teams. Granted, they win. A&M's playing uh, Tennessee. They're favored by 14. Iowa State's playing Oklahoma, and they're underdogs. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. There's no scenario where an 8-0 Cincinnati gets in. I think it's. I think that's kind of bullshit, to be honest with you. I think the committee kind of sh- – because they have them at like nine, I think. The committee kind of showed exactly yeah, they what they – dropped a spot. I think the committee showed what they think of Cincinnati. I think it's really unfair because if you – I mean, Cincinnati played some really good – really good teams. They played good teams. They won all their games. They won – you know, they're going to be 9-0 and going into Selection Sunday. Um they I don't know Florida up ahead of them, two spots ahead of them after losing to LSU. Yeah, and I know that game ended weird with with the penalty, the through sh- the, sh- the shoe throw. But I mean, oh, whatever. So you threw you threw a scenario at me. You know, what if Alabama and Notre Dame both loses? I think they're both still in. I think if everybody wins, like let's say all, well, they the, can't all four win. Right. Let's say Clemson wins. And then everybody else in the top six wins. I think Ohio State, you know, your buddy Dylan asked me on Saturday night when you guys were here if I think there's a chance that Ohio State doesn't get in. I do. Uh, I think it's very slim. Um, But, look, I think we're going to see it kind of play out. I I think the four teams that are in now are going to be the four teams. Ohio State's not losing to Northwestern. Alabama's not losing to Florida. At least I don't think. I think Clemson does beat Notre Dame, but I think they just flip spots. I think Clemson goes to goes to two, and Notre Dame drops to three. And I think you have Bama versus Ohio State, and you have Notre Dame versus Clemson. Okay, I, I like. I think it. I think it is the same four teams. Um, I think it's Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, and Notre Dame at four. So you um, think they'll drop Notre Dame all the way to four? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I just don't think we're gonna they're gonna want to see Clemson and Notre Dame play a third time a third when time get, when you can get Ohio State and Clemson and a rematch from what was great last year, the presumed top two picks in the NFL draft. It's just too juicy to have those two teams in the in the playoff and not be not guarantee a game for them to be played when it you, makes sense to drop Notre Dame to four if they lose. You know, Especially what? if they lose by double digits. I actually I didn't really think about it like that and I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. So I'm going to change. I'm going to change. You you've you, for the first time in your life you've convinced me. You've convinced me that I think that if I think Notre Dame will drop to 4. So you got those four, who do you got winning those semifinal games? I have uh Alabama and Ohio State winning those games. Um I have Alabama and Clemson, mm-hmm. and I have Bama over Clemson, and I have Bama over Ohio State. Yeah, I think Alabama's. I, I think they're clearly the best team in the country, uh, and they've they've continued to reload. They got the two top tackles today. Today was National Signing Day. Ohio State got the number one player two years in a row. They're the first team to do that. So clearly the rich are continuing to get richer. Michigan had two top 300 kids flip today. 
one flip to Maryland, one flip to UCLA. So Michigan's continuing to go down that path. So just for the record, we both have Alabama winning. The only difference that we really have here is you have Ohio State beating Clemson and I have Clemson beating Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got anything else? That was boring. I'm going to talk about what happens if Clemson and if Clemson loses, and uh, I don't think Clemson's going to lose. But if they do right, lose, let's, let's say let's say Clemson loses, so they who's, drop who's out. Your fourth team, right? Who's your fourth team? Well, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be Texas A&M. Oh, I think God. I do. I mean, because they're at five. You know, what if they lose this week too? They're not going to lose to Tennessee. Who are they playing? Tennessee. Tennessee just. Oh no, no never mind. Look, I like Iowa State. They got they got Matt Campbell, you know. But look, they, they you know they they already beat Oklahoma, right? I don't, I think so. You know, you know I don't. I just I think it's I think it's going to end up being really boring, and I think that's what the committee wants. You know, they don't want to have to make tough decisions. Absolutely, they don't want to have to put. They want to put their thoroughbreds in there. You know, and 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 they're. I think they're going to get what they want. I mean, frankly, what if Ohio State loses? Are they I mean, out? Yeah, they're out. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't yeah, they're know. out. They're out. I don't fucking know anymore with these guys. I mean, they've completely. You know, I, I forget who said it. It might have been Booger McFarlane. It might have been Marcus Spears. It's one of the guys on ESPN that basically was just saying no. You know who it was? It was Dan Levitard. Dan Levitard said on his show last week, basically the only reason Ohio State's in is because we decided before the season even started that they were good. They haven't played enough games to decide, you know, to kind of go through injuries, all that stuff to decide if they're good or not. So, and I'm comfortable with it. I've made peace with it. But the committee decided that. I mean, that's really all that matters. And I get it. I get it. They're they're coming off – you know, a year where they were really good and, and probably should have been in the, in the national title game. Um, <clears throat> but uh, absolutely right. I mean, that's just how college football's always worked. We we make those those determinations. And this is kind of why the the committee has pushed back their rankings to whatever it is, week 10 or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, there's pretty big advantage if you don't play for eight of those 10 weeks. <laughs> um, but also. You know, those preseason rankings, all that stuff is decided you know, based on last year, I mean, sure. Recruiting and stuff factors into it. If you lose some guys to the NFL, but you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, during the season, there's three programs that just are going to be there and they're yeah. going to get the benefit of the doubt, no matter what, until they prove that they should no longer get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I've, I've come to peace with it. You know, I I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I mean, clearly you see that, you know, Ohio state's bringing in, all kinds of quarterback recruits, so they're going to be fine when Justin Fields goes. We've seen who Clemson's next quarterback is. They're going to be fine. So the point is, these teams, they're, they're not going anywhere, and, and I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable. I've, 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 I've made my peace. We both think that the Lakers are winning the championship. We both think that Alabama's winning the championship. These, This is getting kind of boring, man, that we're kind of agreeing with each other all the time now. It's Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I I hope you're right. With that, the last time they played in the championship, Ohio State's third string quarterback hung it on him. He wasn't the number two overall pick. Uh, 
So don't forget at WC Sports. Oh, it was a four seed then too. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. Uh, we are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms: Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are available. We are also available on the Believe Podcast Network. We are one of 365 shows for the on the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us and other podcasts out at Believe.com today. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. With that, we love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and enjoy your lives. Somebody suck me! listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube